that they sent him west. Andrew Vaughn slugs this ball to left field. Calhoun is back. It is gone. Bring him home. That is why the White Sox are so high on the first round pick from a couple of years ago out of Cal. Two check swing, and he struck him out. Well, that's the pitch right there. Laced into left center field. That's well struck. Nico Horner with a knock sprinting for second, and he's got a double no problem. One out. Two bagger for Nico Horner. But how excited he is. Line to right. That's gorgeous right there. One hop. And so a walk and a single. And welcome into episode four of the Shy Town Sports Wrap Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Heinrich. Thanks for tuning in. Those highlights, baseball is back, courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago, Jason Benetti and Steve Stone on the call. The White Sox game, the Andrew Vaughn Homer. And then Marquee Sports Network had their first broadcast on Tuesday. The debut of John Chiambi with Jim Deshays on Marquee Sports was the Edward Alzali. Showing his nasty stuff, getting a strikeout, and then Nico Horner getting two hits. Very, very encouraging to see, but welcome to the show. I'm Jack Heinrich. Thanks for tuning in, and you can follow me on Twitter at JackHeinrich22. Would love to interact with you guys on there, but today it's going to be all about baseball. Spring training games have started this week. The Cubs and the White Sox have both been in action. I'm going to give you what I'm looking for on both sides of town. And we'll get into stock up and stock down. But our baseball heavy podcast, always as always, tweet me your thoughts or on Facebook at Jack Heinrich or at Jack Heinrich twenty two. Would love to hear what you guys have to say. What you're thinking? Baseball is back, and I am very very thankful for it. Now I'm going to start on the south side, and then we'll do stock up, stock down. Then we'll get into the Cubs to end this podcast. But the White Sox, there's a lot of storylines for this team going into the season. This is a team that has World Series aspirations. They've talked about it. Rick Hans talked about it. Tim Anderson's talked about it. And I kind of believe the hype. This is a team that's going to make some noise in the American League this season. And they've done a great job adding to that, to the core that they've had, getting Lance Lynn and Liam Hendricks and adding Adam Eaton, some veteran presence for these young guys. And this is going to be a lot of fun to watch on the south side. But I have two things to get into for the White Sox that I'm watching for so far in spring training. Is the fifth starter battle? They have a pretty solid top four. Who is going to be that fifth guy? And also, who's going to be the DH now for the White Sox? They've had a couple of subtractions with James McCann and Edwin Encarnacion. Who's going to step up? But to start, we're going to get into that pitching uh, rotation question. So the top four looks to be Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel. That's a nasty top three. One of the best top threes in all baseball. And along with Dylan Cease, the guy that they got in the Jose Quintana trade from the Cubs, has shown good stuff in his young career. And Ethan Katz is very excited, the new White Sox pitching coach, to get in and working with him to see what he can untap. But then the question is, who's going to be this fifth starter for the White Sox? They have a couple options. Ronaldo Lopez, who's made a, who's been in the rotation the last couple years, but hasn't been that great for them. Michael Kopech, who's one of the top prospects in all baseball, top 25 prospect. He's coming off Tommy John and opting out of the 2021 season. 
And then Carlos Rodon, who who has just struggled, has never really reached that potential that the White Sox thought they would get for from him when they drafted him in the top five a couple of years or four or five years ago. He's back on a one-year deal, and he signed the deal with the expectation to be that he was going to be in the starting rotation. So those are the four candidates, and it's going to be interesting to see. So far, the White Sox haven't really pitched anybody who's going to be a factor so far this season. Lucas Giolito did pitch on Tuesday, but other than that, it's been a lot of guys who might not really make the roster uh, break camp with the team. They'll probably be in the minors maybe up later on. So we don't know a lot, but there is a lot of rumors that Kopech, because he hasn't pitched in a couple years because of Tommy John, and he didn't pitch last year, that he could come out of the bullpen so they could limit his innings, or maybe they could use him as an opener or piggyback him with other starters. And then Ronaldo Lopez, I mean, he just hasn't really been the guy that the White Sox thought he could be. He only ha- He's had a, in his career a 477 ERA. Last year he had a 649 ERA and eight starts. So, I mean, he hasn't really been getting it done. And it looks like he might be ticketed for the bullpen. And it might come down to just Kopech or Rodon. So we haven't seen them either or either of them yet so far in spring training. In a, in a spring training game, just live BPs, I believe on Wednesday, Michael Kopech has been, was throwing a live BP to Jonathan Lucroy. I was, on, I was on Twitter, a video of him doing that. But I think Kopech is going to be a weapon for them. He might be best suited for them to go in the bullpen. I mean, the White Sox this season are really going all in. They're going to have these guys up. Garrett Crochet, who hasn't even pitched in the minors, who they drafted last year. He was in the bullpen last year. He could be a starter, but it looks like he's going to come out of the bullpen. And then if you have Kopech, that's two guys from the right-hand side and the left-hand side that they can match up with who both throw 100-plus miles an hour, have nasty sliders. So the White Sox could really set up their bullpen nice if they got a bunch of lefties and go crochet to Kopech to Liam Hendricks, which that's a nasty 7-8-9, and that's what you need to do. You start shrinking the games. If your starter can get you six innings and you have those guys coming out of the bullpen, that's going to be really hard for teams to – match up against the White Sox when you got that kind of velocity coming out of the bullpen. I think Kopech can be a starter, but just like I said, since he's been, he opted out last year and he's coming off Tommy John surgery, the White Sox are going to want to limit their innings, but they're going to want to use them as a weapon because his stuff is elite stuff in the league and all around baseball. So they're going to want to use him as much as they can. So I think the bullpen or maybe some spot starts as he, as the season goes on, maybe an opener, will be best bet for him. Carlos Rodon it seems like the most likely candidate to win that fifth starter spot, especially since he was brought back and they told him he was going to be a starter. And some projections that I've seen from LB.com and Fangrass has Rodon winning that battle, but Lopez and Kopech both in the bullpen for the White Sox. So it's a lot of wait and see. I mean, with Tony La Russa in his first season, or I guess not his first season, but his first season back with the White Sox since the 80s, and since 2011 with the Cardinals, he's got some decisions to make. And I, I'm just thinking here of a Crochet, Kopech, Hendricks, Aaron Bummer, Bullpen. You're looking at those guys. And you haven't even talked about Cody Hoyer, who had a really good end of the season back there in the bullpen. This bullpen might be one of the best, if not the best, bullpens in baseball. And you're already adding Michael Kopech to that. And you can throw Ronaldo Lopez in as a swing man. I mean, they got some nice depth there in the rotation. So that's something I'm watching for is who's going to emerge out of Ronaldo Lopez, Michael Kopech, and Carlos Rodon as that fifth starter. 
Now the next big question is who's going to be the DH? Now going into this season, it looked like it was just going to be Andrew Vaughn. So Andrew Vaughn was drafted in 2019, third overall out of Cal, first baseman. Some people are wondering why the White Sox did that because he's a right-handed hitting first baseman. He can't play anywhere else. And normally you look for maybe a lefty power hitter at the first base spot, or if he's a righty, maybe he has some corner outfield eligibilities. But they drafted him third overall. I mean, this guy is not disappointed in his pro debut. I mean, this guy is just a hit machine. He has the best bat in their system. He's the 13th ranked prospect in all of baseball. And you look at, I was looking at his baseball reference. Some of his batting averages at Cal when he was a freshman, he had 349 in 54 games with 12 homers and 50 RBIs. And the next season, he had 23 homers, 63 RBIs. He had 402 with a 531 on base in 54 games. That's disgusting. And then his last year there, he had 374 with a 359 on base. 15 homers and 50 RBIs, a little bit of a backwards year, but 50, 15 homers and 52 games in college baseball is absurd. And then he played three levels with the White Sox in 2019, started in rookie ball, got to high A, hit 278 with six homers in 55 games. So he's only played 55 games in the minors. He's shown that power. And clearly in that highlight, he jacked a homer on Tuesday that that ball just kept carrying out at Camelback Ranch. And, you can hear Jason Benny. He's like, that's why they're so high on him. He turned on that fastball and rocketed out of here. So he was presumed to be the guy that was probably going to be DH. But then Tony La Russa last week was talking about the designated hitter spot. And he threw two names into the mix. Gavin Sheets, a second round pick in 2017. And Jake Berger, who was the first round pick in 2017, are also guys that are going to be vying for that DH spot. Now, Gavin Sheets is the ninth-ranked prospect for the White Sox. Uh, he reached double A in 2019. A lot of these minor leaguers don't have a 2020 season because of the alternate sites and COVID. They didn't have a minor league season that in 2020. They just had the alternate site, and Sheets actually didn't go to the alternate site in Schaumburg, and he was kind of upset about that. He's another first baseman that the White Sox drafted, but he still worked on his game in the Baltimore area. He worked out at his high school, and he's able to add corner outfield to his resume. So he's making himself a little bit more versatile. He's a left-handed hitter, and we'll see what he can do in spring training. And this is a guy who hit um, 22 homers in, 2019, in uh, 2018 and 2019 um, combined. So he, he hit six homers in... 2018 in high A, and then he goes to double A, and he hit 16. So he hit 22 homers in those two years combined, but then he really took that power uh, to the next level in 2019, hitting those 16 homers in 126 games. I mean, this guy at Wake Forest in his last year, he hit 21 homers, and he had 84 RBIs in 63 games. So these guys at designated hitter had some power experience. So so far in his minor league career, he's hit 26 homers, 172 knocked in, a 280 average. He just has not played in AAA. So that's another guy that might be vying for the designated hitter spot. And then Jake Berger, I mean, this guy, talk about getting dealt a bad hand. This guy is a first-round pick by the White Sox, has all this hype, and then he just can't stay healthy. He plays 40 
He plays 51 games in 2017, the year that he is drafted. And he, he plays pretty well, 263 ERA. He had 271 in A-ball. Hit five homers, 29 knocked in in 51 games, and he's, like, on the right track. And then in spring training 2018, he hurts his Achilles. And then he's recovering, hurts it again. And he hasn't played in a competitive game that's not spring training since 2017 in the minors. And until this week, he played this week in spring training. He's just been out so long and had to overcome all this stuff, but he's dropped 40 pounds. He's got a good attitude. I mean, this is a guy that's played less games than Andrew Vaughn, four less games than Andrew Vaughn. He's been in the organization two years longer. So maybe he's in the mix. So Tony LaRusso said those are the three candidates. And I thought it was very interesting. He brought up Gavin Sheets and Jake Berger. And that's something I want to watch for. I want to see what those guys can do. I feel like Andrew Vaughn is probably the still the favorite He's shown a really good eye at the plate. I mean, I read off his numbers. He gets on base and he hits for power. But Sheets and Berger are guys to watch. Maybe they could sneak in as a 26th man on this White Sox team. But that's something to watch for as the spring training keeps going along. All these games that keep coming up every day that these these teams will be in action. So the White Sox, I mean, they got a lot of interesting stuff. Not a lot of depth in that catcher's position. Um, after Yasmani Grandal, it's nice to have James McCann last year. Now they have to go with Jonathan Lucroy probably as the backup. Maybe Zach Collins, but we'll see what the White Sox can do in spring training. And Tony LaRusso, we're starting to see more of his managing style. Yesterday he was, or on Tuesday, he was mad about the Rangers rolling innings when the White Sox had the bases loaded. So in spring training, that's a lot more controlled by the managers because the pitchers are starting to ramp back up. They weren't stretched out last year. A lot of guys didn't throw the innings they're used to, so they're trying to protect the arms so they can end an inning when they feel like the pitchers pitch too much. And a couple times the White Sox had the bases loaded or a scoring chance, and the Rangers rolled the inning, and the fans weren't happy. And Tony Russo wasn't happy because the fans, saying the fans pay for the game, and they want to see the the – uh, their team win. They want to see Jose Abreu was going to come up with the bases loaded, the reign MVP. And they said, nope, we're done with the innings. So I can see why, but it's just spring training. The fans know what they're paying for. And I, I would rather have the pitchers healthy and ready for the regular season than spring training games. But that's just my opinion, but it is that time of week. Again, it's time to have a little bit of fun here on shy town sports wrap up. It is time for stock up and stock down. Whose stock's rising? Whose stock is falling? From the last week in sports, it's time for Stock Up and Stock Down on Chi-Town Sports Wrap-Up. And it is time for stock up and stock down here on Chi Town Sports Wrap Up and have a little bit of fun. Stock up and stock down from the last week in sports. I love to hear what you guys think. So tweet me at JackHunter22 or comment on Facebook or wherever you find this podcast. I love to hear what you guys have to say. I just have one of each again this week. But my first stock up, we're going to head over to the NBA. LaMelo Ball from the Charlotte Hornets. Guy's been hooping since he's been named a starter. He finally got into the starting lineup after a while. It seemed like he should have been in the starting lineup for a long time. He's been getting it done, looking like the runaway rookie of the year 
winner. He's averaged 20.8 points a game, 6.1 rebounds, 6.86 assists. 46% from the field, 43 from three, and 86 from the free throw line. So LaMelo Ball, he's been living up to the hype. Maybe Lonzo didn't live up to the hype his dad had, but LaMelo Ball is showing that he is a special, special player. And the Hornets got a nice a nice steal there at number three as he's looking like he's going to be a star for a long time to come. So stock up to LaMelo Ball. And now stock down. So baseball came back this Sunday and that means it's spring training for the players, but it also means it is spring training for the umpires. But you know what? Maybe one umpire didn't need spring training. Here's what I mean. And the 1-1. One, one. Angel Hernandez is in midseason form. <laughs> Let's not make this game too fast, Angel. <laughs> So credit to Fox Sports Midwest, the Cardinals broadcast, Dan McLaughlin already getting jabs in on Angel Hernandez. So it was, it was the first inning, first couple batters of spring training. They were one of the first games uh, the Cardinals were against the Washington Nationals. And Jack Flaherty threw a borderline low strike that they didn't get the call on. It was a close call. And Dan McLaughlin saying Angel Hernandez is already in mid-season form. So... Angel Hernandez cannot go long without getting roasted out there. But stock down to Angel Hernandez. I mean, this baseball was around for about a half hour. The games had started, and Angel Hernandez was already trending on Twitter. So stock down to Angel Hernandez. But thanks for the laugh from Dan McLaughlin. But that is all I have for this week on Stock Up and Stock Down. Let me know what you guys think from the last week in sports what your stock up or stock down was love to hear it on twitter at jack heinrich 22 on facebook jack heinrich so to finish off this podcast we are going to head to the north side of town and check in with the chicago cubs so the cubs started a day late they started on monday them and the mets were the only two teams not to play on sunday and the cubs i mean this is going to be an interesting season for them this is a team that's had contending for the nl pennant the last couple years and now it's kind of looking like a rebuild type kind of year, maybe a retool. It's a very interesting spot that they are in right now. Are they trying to contend? Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo, and Chris Bryant are all free agents at the end of this season. And it's kind of just like, where are they going to go? You Darvish gets traded, but then they sign back Jake Arrieta. So... It's, it's a, you can tell them it's kind of lost for words. It's kind of a weird spot. Are the Cubs going to try to sell off at the deadline? seems like if they're not in a contending spot, they probably will. And that means maybe Chris Bryant, Craig Kimbrell. Will they trade Javier Baez? It's going to be remain to be seen. But the one thing the players know is they have to have themselves in a competing condition position to not let these guys get traded before free agency. So the things that I'm watching for for the Cubs is, one, can they get an extension done with one of those guys I just mentioned, Bryant, Rizzo, or Baez? I think they should extend at least one of them in spring training so that one player can take that part of the process and weigh in on them if they're going to have a contract or where they're going to play next year. I think they need to take that off their plate. I think that would benefit a guy like Chris Bryant who's been dealing with the trade rumors really since 2017, 2018. But 
I feel like he's probably going to be on his way out after this season. I don't know if they're going to be able to come through with a number, but he says he wants to stay. They also, they want to say Javier Baez last week came out and said he doesn't want to play anywhere else. So I think they were in extension talks last spring training before COVID hit. So I think he's probably the most likely to get one done. I don't think Anthony Rizzo wants to play anywhere. So I think they could get one done there. I think the one that's really tricky will be Bryant, but will they extend one of these guys? This is a good time to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it during the season. So this is the time to get it done. But now to the on the field stuff. And what you heard in that highlight that I played in the open is Edward Alzali had his first outing of spring training on Tuesday. And he looked good. He only pitched one inning through 10 pitches, but that slider was looking good. That pitch or the highlight that I played, he struck out Ryan O'Hearn on a nasty back foot slider. And that's what you want to see from him. It's going to be interesting to see where, how they use him. It's kind of a similar boat to how the White Sox might use Michael Kopech is Edward Alzali has had injury problems. The most innings he's thrown in a season is 120 and a third innings. In 2019, he threw 81 and two-thirds innings. But he's had health problems last couple of years. Last year, only threw 21 and a third innings because of the shortened season. So he probably won't be throwing, trying to throw 200 innings. So the Cubs maybe are going to try to use him out of the bullpen. As of right now, he doesn't have any more minor league options to send him down. So he'll probably start the season in Chicago, and they're gunning for him to be in the rotation. I think he should break camp as the ro- in the rotation. Now, if throughout the season, do they have to cut his starts short or maybe just use him as an opener or maybe piggyback him with another guy like Alec Mills they can use. They could go to a six-man for some stretches if they want to li- limit uh, Azalei's innings. But I think this is a guy that needs to be in Chicago. He's 26 now, and he's one of the guys that the Cubs have developed from a pitcher that they developed from their own system. And Cubs fans have been waiting for a pitcher like this, and he's thrown, she's shown good stuff. And he needs to be in this rotation because he's a lot different than the starters that the Cubs have in their rotation. Kyle Hendricks and Zach Davies are pretty much Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man with their stuff. They're not going to blow you away. They're both going to sit in the high 80s with a nasty changeup. And then Jake Arrieta, throwing low to mid 90s. Trevor Williams is not throwing that hard either. So Azalei is really the guy that's going to throw 95, maybe 96 with a hard power slider. So I think they need him in that rotation just to have something different to throw at teams because they can't keep throwing the similar guys because in a three-game series or four-game series, they're just going to get used to it and they'll start teeing off on it. So I'm interested to see how he comes out in spring training with Azalei. He had a strong first inning on Tuesday. Now I want to see what the next step is for the Cubs and what they're going to do with him. If he's going to open in the rotation or if they're going to start him in the bullpen, just to limit his innings. But if the Cubs are going to be competing and and if they are competing at the end of the season, they're going to want Adbert Alzali in that rotation, trying to give him six or seven innings. So I'm interested to see how he continues to progress in spring training. He's been best friends with Jake Arrieta, always asking him questions. They've been talking all the time. We've seen videos and pictures and that's a good guy to talk to because Arietta has been at the mountaintop of pitching in 2015, 16, and 17. And he's been a guy that's gone through ups and downs in Baltimore and even a little bit in Philadelphia the last couple of years. So that's a good guy for Alzali to learn from. I also saw Tyson Miller, Cubs prospect pitcher, was trying to learn from Kyle Hendricks. Those guys got similar stuff. So really cool to see the Cubs veteran pitchers trying to help the young guys. But I'm looking to see how Adbert Alzali might be used in the future and how he continues to work in spring training, knowing that he might, knowing that he's probably going to be in the rotation in the majors this year. 
My next thing I'm watching for is where will Nico Horner start? This is another guy who was a college bat, had some injury problems in the minors, but he hit everywhere he was in the minors. That's why he got the call up. He hit 297 in 89 games in the minors. He's only played in 89 games in the Cubs minor leagues. He had that emergency call up when Javier Baez and Addison Russell were both hurt back in 2019, played in 20 games at 282, hit three home runs as well, showing a little bit of pop, but he's come into spring training. He's gained some weight and muscle. He looks a lot stronger. He's opened his stance a little bit. And then you heard in the highlight, he was smacking the ball on Tuesday at Sloan Park. And that's what you want to see. If he could add a little bit of power to his, uh, to his game, that could only help. He's a high contact guy. And that's the thing. He's a high contact guy, a different kind of bat that we've been used to seeing with Rizzo and Bryant and Baez and Contreras. These are guys that are going to put up big power numbers. He's a guy that's going to hit for a high average and has that hit tool. So he's a different kind of bat. And he, he looks to be one of the top candidates for second base. The Cubs did just sign Eric Sogard, a left-handed hitting second baseman. They also have David Bodie who can play second. So there's a lot of options there. And if they want Horner to develop, maybe he starts in Iowa, but the, the minors just um, pushed back the triple a season a month to start when double a and in the, and a ball would start. So now they're going to have alternate sites to start the season. So maybe that will weigh into where Nico Horner starts, but he's come into camp looking stronger, added weight to his frame. And that was a very encouraging start. He had on Tuesday, hitting the ball hard. And they said he's putting on a show in batting practice, hitting some homers, hitting some long home runs. So that's all good stuff for Nico Horner. So I'm interested to see how he continues to grow through spring training how he continues to hit and look, and if he's going to start in Chicago or not. And my last thing that I am looking for in spring training is Brennan Davis. Now, you might not know who he is. He's the Cubs' number one or two prospect, depending on where you look or what site you use. On MLB.com, he's the 70, 72nd ranked prospect in all baseball. I think that is low. The Cubs do not have a high minor league team or system, according to a lot of the experts, but they got a lot of young depth in this system and there are a lot of young guys that in a couple of years you'll start to hear more and more about like Ed Howard who they drafted in the first round this year but Davis is a guy that the Cubs drafted um, back in 2018 out of high school he's a two-sport athlete in the second round and they pushed him to a low eight ball in 2019 he started there and he thrived this is a guy that they might have just pushed up there just before so he could get some work in before the lower A short season started that they don't have now. And he said, no, I want to stay up here. He hit 305 in 50 games. He did have some injury problems. He hit eight homers and 30 RBIs. But this is a guy who's gotten bigger and stronger now, playing in center field, 6'4", 200, 200 pounds. And he's a guy that has a 30-30 type potential, 30 homers, 30 stolen bases. I mean, he's got great speed. Good power, and he's shown it. He on Monday in the first game in spring training, he hit a ball to deep right on a flyout, but he made solid contact. He did strike out in Tuesday's game, but Davis, I want to see what he can do. The Cubs this year in spring training, they can't have Triple A uh, minor league players there yet. Not until more players from the major leagues leave. So looking like probably more towards the beginning of April is when minor league players will come and. The Cubs decided to bring Davis in the camp. He was at the alternate site last year. 
So I want to see what he can do in big league camp. The Cubs are really putting a lot on him, pushing him to A ball, low A ball when he's only 19, one of the youngest guys in the league, and then putting him in spring training, um, big league camp at 21 years old. So I want to see what he can do. He's gonna, looking like he's going to play a lot, especially with the shortened rosters. Normally there's a ton of guys in camp and a ton of minor leaguers they can pull from, but he's probably going to be on that short list of guys to come in and relief of the major guys, the major league guys. So I want to see what he can do. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. We really haven't seen any video from him since 2019. And this is a guy that could be the future center fielder for the Cubs, maybe a corner outfielder in the next couple of years, but he might be pushing double A, maybe even triple A this year if he keeps hitting well. So I want to see what Brennan Davis can do, but that's what I am looking forward to and watching for in spring training. I want to hear what you guys are looking forward to in spring training Cubs or Sox or anything in baseball. would love to hear. Tweet me at JackHeinrich22 or on Facebook at JackHeinrich. But that is all that I have for this episode of Chi-Town Sports Wrap-Up. Thank you for tuning in and listening. As always, I will catch you guys in the next one. See you later. Fade to black moment. Enough already. It's over. Drive home safely.